Tabletop Tim here, thanking all friends and foes of the podcast, but especially Scribbles and Carlo. Hello and welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil. I'm Paper. And today's Probably Bad RPG idea is... The Lich's phylactery is a single bee. They live in a field of beehives. Haha, good luck! So the issue with this one is I posted it and every comment reminded me of the existence of the fireball spell. Um, And it turns out the Ventures are actually very good at killing large numbers of bees. Because I assumed that most of the comments would be pointing out that it has to be an inanimate object. Uh, no, most of the comments are pointing out that, like, fire exists. Uh, which I did forget. Um, someone I, th- did... I think we need to address both of these issues. Okay, so, a phylactery does mm-hmm. not actually have to be an inanimate object. The rules are just that a phylactery has to have been made by the lich. Which in most cases is, you know, an inanimate object. But it's not technically specified. So it could be the Lich's kid. The Lich's kid, yeah. Maybe not a bee? Unless you count, like, selective breeding. I mean... Could you? Can you... I don't think people do selectively breed bees, now that I think about it. I mean, maybe Liches do. They're yeah, liches, They've got a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> I've developed immortality and I use it to single through all these bees. Okay, so the only hard rules are the lich has to make the phylactery mm-hmm. and the phylactery has to cost at least 120,000 gold pieces. I mean, anything costs that much if you can convince someone to pay that much for yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. There's, there's definitely like a room for economics manipulating lich. Yeah, like, cost is not an inherent value to something. And liches run off the economy. That's why capitalism is bad. So, the lich, who has been selectively breeding designer bees, which Hmm. therefore cost a lot of money, has turned one of these special designer bees into a phylactery. Yeah. Okay, so we've solved this much. We have got the phylactery. The next question is how do we stop people just setting it on fire? So my immediate thought is it can fly. Mm. It's not just going to stay in the beehive the whole time. Because I feel like the lich would be sensible enough to not make it a queen bee. It's going to be one of the ones that can fly around and do things. I just realized, second question, does, like, making it a phylactery extend its lifespan? I'm going to assume yes, because otherwise that lich has got a, <laughs> yeah. a couple of years at most. This, yeah, this lich did not think their plan through. Yeah, you don't even need fire, you just need to wait, like, three years max. Uh, lit, I, I can't see anything about phylacteries inherently being hard to destroy i'm working on the assumption that if you make something mortal your phylactery okay yeah 
there's got to be some element of that process that also makes it immortal. Okay, yeah, no, so actually, no, looking for it, well, yeah. So phylacteries are magically protected and require special weapons to kill. There we go. Immortal and somewhat invulnerable. Yeah, so I guess what you could do is use the fireball to get rid of all the other bees. And then you catch that bee and the, the one surviving bee in a jar. Were the phylacter bee? Hmm. Which, since it has some level of connection to the lich, I'm assuming some level of intelligence. Yeah. Or even if it didn't have any level of intelligence, if someone starts fireballing your beehive, surely you're out of there. Yeah, I guess. So I'm, I'm going to assume the bee has, like, the lich's... Like... The lich is mind, but at the intelligence of a bee. If that makes sense. I think so. It's just like, it's a little bit more sentient, if not hmm. intelligent. Yeah. And so it knows magic, it just can't use it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the point is it can avoid, yeah, it'll avoid fire, so the bee will run away. Unlike most bees, it will <laughs> avoid fire. Yeah, most bees just swim wildly into fire swim that's how bees famously move it's flying not the swimming of air but yeah okay so you light a fire all the normal bees fly directly into the fire but the phylacter bee swims away yeah everything i know about bees i learned from getting high and watching finding nemo um (laughs) so okay because i think because we want to know why the Lich has done this. There's not a good plan. I, think I mean, we... maybe it is a good plan if the if the adventurers don't know that you've done it as a bee. Or if it's a really well-protected field of beehives. Yeah, I guess... I guess if it's a big enough field of beehives, maybe that's just a kind of thing of, like... Who's going to expect it to be a single bee? Mm-hmm. Adventurous fireball one or two beehives. Mm. There's, surely there's some sort of security there that's going to deal with them. I've given the bees guns. The guns shoot wasps. Yeah. What I should, what you could do. Because I just go back to any, like anything you can create can become your phylactery. And there's no specific... As long as you can convince someone to spend obscene, obscene amounts of money on Yeah, it. so, you know. You could make your fan If Phylactery is a Tesla. <laughs> it's the one safe one, because it's magically protected. Lich, Lich goes, Haha, I've put my soul in a Phylactery and immediately burst into flames and explodes and Lich keels over on the spot. Their final words are, When are my NFTs going to come and save me? But destroying she doesn't kill the lich, does it? it just no, it stops them. the regenerating. But yeah. I feel in this case the Tesla will have hit the lich down. <laughs> just by coincidence. <laughs> yeah. It thinks that the lich is a cardboard cutout of a small child and immediately runs it <laughs> over. <laughs> We've come up with the perfect way to deal with uh, Elon Musk, who I assume is a lich. I've seen no evidence to the contrary. Like all capitalists are liches, they're trying to ensure that their things can be sold for enough money to become phylacteries. 
is a fun urban fantasy conceit. Beelich or Beelactory? Beelich or. I guess Beelich, whose phylactery is a human, is the inverse of this idea. How does the hu- how does the bee create the human? With great difficulty. Half bee, half human, all phylactery. <laughs> bee has like just snuck into a genetics lab and is like stinging <laughs> keys on the keyboard. Creates a <laughs> human. This is the sequel to Bee Movie. <laughs> yes, Bee Movie Two. They're back Barry as liches. a lich. <laughs> Barry raises an army of the undead to conquer the world. Like, the thing about the B-movie is that anything can happen in it, it won't be tonally jarring. <laughs> um, yeah, bees. Yeah, I like bee. So you've got Bee Lich and Bee Phylactery, and they're mm-hmm. teaming up. Yeah, the Phylactery Bee and the Bitch. Yeah. Which uh, is my favourite Disney movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're teaming up mm-hmm. to. I assume it's some kind of bee-related plan. This is the kind of thing you do if you're a Batman villain. It's definitely an evil buddy comedy at the same time, though. Yeah, I can only assume like there's also some weird druid here who's like, yeah, bees are good. Or, need... or maybe like a swampkeeper ranger. Maybe. Keeps the the decoy bees. Yeah. Like so, what you have is you have the big, well protected beehive, and that's full of decoy bees. Mm-hmm. Decoys. Yeah, and then you have. Then you have the secret bee box, which is kept in a dungeon, and mm-hmm. that's where you keep the like important bees. I'm just imagining, because, like, the bees would still need flowers and stuff, so just the most beautiful, nicely scented dungeon you've ever been in. Hmm. Bean. I hope you're enjoying the puns. They will not end. (laughs) By my silence. If you, if if we get like enough Patreon subscribers, we will implement a button that makes the puns stop. We won't. Uh bees. Bees. I think like I'm not sure we necessarily explore the idea so much as come from really specific um setting relating to one evil beehive beekeeper. I'm guessing what happened. Is you had the beekeeper who was a mage, mm-hmm. uh, and then someone cast Awaken Animal on their bee. So the bee was now like human level intelligence. The bee was sad and was like, oh no, I'm only going to live three years and I have shitty little arms. Uh, so the mage taught the bee how to become a lich, and then they both became liches. And, you know, the guy made and one. made beautiful love together. Maybe, yeah. In order, well, because that's unless and we're that's... abandoning the hu- the half human, half bee phylactery idea. No, they have like a human phylactery and a bee phylactery, and it's because they had twins, and one came at, went at, uh one went after their mother, and one went after their father. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what happens if a uh, bee and a human have sex; is they produce a bee baby and a human baby. Um, that's how a genetics. Baby. <laughs> a baby. That's how genetics work. <laughs> 
Um, uh, but to go back to the actual idea, how do you establish beyond waiting a few years in which time the lich has rampaged? How do you establish which bee is the Phylacta bee? Um, you have your adventurer stab all the bees one by one. Individually stabbing the bees? Yes, I'm just looking something up. Uh... Ah, the no. hit points of a bee, because I think I can guess. Uh, it's the cleave feet. Uh, okay. So, with great cleave, mm-hmm. um, if you kill an enemy, you can attack another enemy that round. Uh, and with great cleave, uh, there's no limit how many times you can use it. So if you swing well enough... You can just kill all of the bees in six seconds. Yeah, because I mean, like, the thing is, any warrior is going to be able to kill a bee with a single hit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they've got a sword and it's a bee. So they can just stand there and just shoot around the entire beehive, killing every bee. Uh, and then fact, one survives, that's yeah. the phylacta bee. One, their sword dinks off, like, that's the phylacta bee, and then they can grab it. Flawless plan. Yeah. Mechanics are great. Um, <laughs> like, because the other obvious one would be detect magic, and to get around that, you'd have to cast spells on all the bees. Specifically, necromantic spells on all the yeah. bees, because detect magic tells you the school. Yeah. All what my... is the what is the lowest level necromantic spell you could cast on all of the bees? I mean, I like the idea of all the bees being um zombies, zombies, so to speak. The lowest level undead spell. Uh, like the trouble is, most necromantic spells will kill the bee. Yeah, most most oh, of them are attacking, aren't they? Yeah. If you must spare the dying on all of the bees. I mean, can you? Because they're not dying. That's true. There, it's also doesn't last that long. But I guess no. most spells don't last that long. You could cast blindness on the bees. I don't know how good bees' eyesight is. They they do use their eyes and hearing, I believe. You could cast bestow curse on the bees just to be a dick. You could cast contagion on the bees. Ah, no, you could cast bestow curse. While the target is cursed, your attacks deal an extra 1d8 necrotic damage to the target. Like, this obviously doesn't affects the bees because you're not attacking them. The Lich has access to really high level spells, right? Yeah. Have we considered clone? (laughs) All of the bees are clones of the original Phylacta bee. I was thinking, like, you cast clone on the bees. Identical bees. But then you cast clone on the clone of the bees. Ah, if the original creature dies, it's all transfers to the clone. So you go around, you take out all the bees, and then just from the ground, all the bees come back completely unscathed. Because uh, all their clones <laughs> just got activated. I kind of love this. <laughs> like, that's... that's how you defend the Phylacta bee. Yeah. Is infinite immortal bees. Every time you kill my bees, the bees <laughs> copy themselves. <laughs> with a different contagion cast on them. 
magic jar. I am in all the bees. I am the high mind. <laughs> yeah. I okay, mean, but a lit that is a swarm of bees, and one of the bees is the phylactery, I'm very into as a concept. <laughs> Yeah, it, it like yeah, it is what happens when a Batman villain learns magic. <laughs> but like, I support them. I'm glad they're living their dreams, their beams, so to speak. <laughs> I, I like because again, this is the sort of thing where it's like someone who clearly spent their entire life going, "I wish I was a swarm of bees." Like I mean, from... who hasn't wanted to be a swarm of bees at yeah. one point or another? Like, from childhood, they were like, when I grow up, I'm going to be a swarm of bees. And they worked hard hmm. and applied themselves and achieved pull... their dream. Yeah, pull yourself up by your bee straps. Last time on Tales of Morterra. Awesome. 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 We can't like tread upon <laughs> our prey. We steal. I thought she was going to try and, and surf on the horse. Get, get dead? Yeah. You want to kill me? I'm a wizard. I've always got plans. Tales of Orterra, an actual play podcast, available wherever you're listening to this right now. So we've got. Now that we've established our mortal enemy. Uh, yeah, we have a question from Bicycly. Have you considered renaming yourself Bicycle Bee and becoming a swarm of bees? Um, deck of many ducks. Every card will summon a different temporary duck companion. You can have up to three at a time. If you get lucky, you may pull a card for a powerful duck. Would this be viable? I'm gonna say yes with no qualifications. Like, okay. So the problem with the deck of many things is that its uh, cards are often wildly destructive. Mm -hmm. uh, so we need to keep that going. So you have, like, a duck that just kills you. Like, it just appears with a knife. You have a duck that grants you omnipotence. You have a duck grenade that you can throw into a mm. crowd? have like a giant duck like a jared garrett did that garrett janty how do i pronounce this word gargantuan duck okay <laughs> you know garrett is duck you, you have, have a, a duck, duck who's just called gary just a regular mm. duck called gary yeah i mean like you have to have just a regular duck like presumably with this item you also need a table of a large number of ducks. Mm. Ideally, the one you're playing on. I do like, though, that we're finally bringing this podcast back to its bread and butter, which is apparently just ducks. Mm. They come up a lot. Uh, endlessly self-replicating duck. Like, every time it gets hit, it clones into two ducks who also clone if they get hit. A, like a hydra, but the heads are individual ducks. Hmm. Duck with the soul of the last person to die on Earth in it. Um... I guess what I'm thinking is like, what would be 
like I realize the deck of many things exist and it's largely a gag item at this point. Mm. What would be the utility of the deck of many ducks? Like I'm guessing what it would be is you're about to be defeated by an enemy that you definitely can't defeat. And you're like, okay, maybe I'll get a duck that helps me. Maybe uh, Orcus, the demon lord of the undead, is mortally afraid of ducks. Like, it feels like something where it's like... You use it if you're in a situation where you are utterly fucked. Mm -hmm. And literally the only thing you can do is help a duck hope that a duck will fix the situation somehow. So it's, it's ducks of last resort rather than utility ducks? Yeah. Like, you know, have you never been in a situation where everything's gone to shit and you're like, well, all I can do is go grab a duck, throw it at the problem and help that hope that somehow resolves it? I can't say my life has ever got that desperate. <laughs> uh, send, us an, send us an email ducks. if you... Send us a duck if you've ever had to use a duck to deal with an upcoming, like, catastrophe. Send the ducks to Pencil. Send ducks to me and she's I will... She's in York, she's used to it. <laughs> Send ducks to York and I will put them on the pile of ducks which already fills up my house. Game Having just three ducks just like constantly running around you in a circle mm. like a roguelike item. Yeah, I feel like that like you could level up as like you're just surrounded by a flock of ducks, which is protective, you know. Mm -hmm. But also you are surrounded at all times by a flock of ducks. Safe, but you can never feel the touch of another human. Mm. That is the side of that is the cost of owning a duck. I think yeah, ducks can, like... Because I feel a lot of these, the downside is um, you will have a duck is the downside, mm -hmm. of the downside of the spell. Like, you know, it's like, ah, you have an advantage to magic if there's a duck up your ass. Um, and the downside of that is fairly obvious. I guess the answer is it is viable, but... At what cost? The cost is you have a duck. Our next question is from Duplis. This is maybe a little too broad, but I'm hoping to add a path. No, I'm not. This is maybe a little too broad, but I'm hoping to add a Playscape game for my friends once the new sourcebook comes out. With the players joining an underfunded interplanar postal service sources sigil that has them delivering parcels different planes and people. Any ideas on delivery, PC, interplanar travel, etc.? I'm all ears. I think the elemental planes are going to be the hardest ones to deliver to because they are on fire. And mm -hmm. you just have to get the parcel through the fire, which is difficult because fire is the natural enemy of parcels. Um, have you considered playing like postal inspectors who have to go mm. to these places and just solve the various planar issues which are causing the posts to stop? Mm. I think because, like, like exactly... the elemental plane of fire is kind of obvious, but mm. then it's like you go to the astral plane branch and everything's just floating around, it's impossible to sort anything. I feel like it's definitely like you know, you go to one of the lawful planes and it's like. Yeah, sadly, they are insisting on implementing every single rule for packaging in excruciating detail. No one has submitted a package that, like, fits all of the rules. And 
I don't know how you resolve this because they are like lawful planes. I guess maybe you get like a slad to come along in this. That's a change to the law, I think. Yeah, it would be I a guess. whole a whole arc of campaigning to loosen the postal regulations. <laughs> Surprise, this was a political political game all along. Uh the chaotic realms is just, you know, they just throw it in a hole and hope it makes you somewhere. Hope it makes you somewhere? Oh, they just throw it in a hole and hopes it hope it makes it to you somehow. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, you need to convince them to do things. They're trusting in the power of the universe to deliver the post. Yeah. They're like, got a you mood know. board. <laughs> really, I feel that postal delivery is more of a vibe than it is a process involving sending posts to people. Um... Yeah, the like the evil planes have the obvious problem of like you know, people are stealing the mail because mm-hmm. they're dicks. You've got one person who's not particularly committed to the whole evil aesthetic who just like just reads the letters and then reseals them. It's like, mm. haha, federal crime. <laughs> Technically, what I've done is illegal and unethical. I don't know why that was my evil voice. Ha-ha, I'm here to commit crimes and sins. <laughs> I love crimes and sins. I don't write crimes. I write crimes and sins related to the mail. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I like to think there's a very specific demon whose very specific job is disrupting like proper postal service. And this is the one time they've actually got to do anything. But then you're here as the postal inspectors to slay that demon so that yeah. people can get their letters. They're just happy to have an arch nemesis at last. <laughs> uh, and I feel like like the good planes are probably going to be very like, are you sure that you need to send this? What about the environment? Uh, what about the work, the labor of the people who are working? Have you considered sitting here and meditating on the mind of God instead? I need to convince him it's okay sometimes to take some time for yourself and send someone a letter. Just imagining what it would be like to be a postal worker in the Shadowfell. Hmm. Every time you have to like make sure none of the letters have been replaced by spooky versions of that letter. Like it honestly feels like a premise for like an indie platformer. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Here's, here's the spooky world you have to travel to to deliver a very important letter. Someone sends a letter to a girlfriend. You have to check the Shadowfell hasn't changed it to to my ghoul friend because it makes things spooky. It's, it is full of monsters, but they mostly just make puns about their own names. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's a spooky shadowy version of our world, so it just sends spooky shadowy versions of our mail. It's it's just the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Yeah. I feel we went in two very different directions here. <laughs> on the one hand, dealing with, like, armies of ghouls to get the letter across. On the other hand, dealing with a single very obnoxious vampire who's trying to write stigma fangs in your neck, lol, on all your letters. I like to think they're happening at the same time. Like, you have to avoid ghouls while also keeping letters out of the reach of vampires with marker pens. (laughs) 
I, I went to it. Mm. Yeah, the, yeah. So yeah, all the elemental planes have obvious problems with letter delivery. Uh, honestly, they have obvious problems with everything. Yeah, like I feel like most of the time the material plane is the one you want to live on. Mm. Unless you are a vampire with a marker pen, in which case go for your own life. Yeah. I guess like, if you're on fire, maybe maybe you want to go on the elemental plane of water. So the material plane does contain water? No. No? No, it doesn't. It just it just <laughs> contains generic material. Yeah. The material plane is so-called being made just of stuff. Yeah, I bet you didn't expect this to be a philosophical discussion on the nature of ontology here. It's just stuff. No things. <laughs> yeah, stuff. no no things, only stuff. Yeah, like all the earth is in the earth plane, all the fire is in the fire plane <laughs> and so forth. And then all the stuff that's left over is the material plane. <laughs> it's just like the miscellaneous of the cosmos. <laughs> that explains so much. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, because all the like good stuff is on the is on like Mount Celestia and stuff. Mm-hmm. We've got no good stuff, evil stuff, lawful stuff, chaotic stuff, or elemental any... stuff. No, we we're just we're just the things, the, like everything that's left over. No, it's not things. The things all have their own planes. It's the stuff. Yeah, be honest. It's mostly Aldis. Aldi's? We're the elemental plane of Aldi. Oh, I thought you said Aldi's like the car. <laughs> Those two Not Aldi that Aldi's and... makes any more sense. It's Aldi... just the middle aisle. <laughs> the middle aisle of planes. Yeah, we're, we're like... Random shit. The brand's... The, the brand's... Um, the store brand version of the, of the planes. <laughs> I hope this helps you plan your Planescape game. Yeah. Just remember... Uh, all the other dimensions are shit at things, and Earth is basically just a single shitty supermarket. Um, so on that note, <laughs> um, if you want to support the show and, you know, buy our silence, or buy our Keeping Talking, since there are bonus episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash ideas. You can also apparently rate and review us on Spotify now. Um, and I know you could already rate in other places, but maybe give us a rating on Spotify mm. if you like us. If not, then keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Please rate and review us if you want to say nice things and otherwise <laughs> go back to the elemental plane of mean. Um... If you have a question, you can email probablybadpodcast at gmail.com or message us on Tumblr at probablybadrpgideas or send a duck to Mod Pencil's house. Mm. Uh, you don't know my address, but send it to a house and, like, you know. Just send it to York in general. She'll find it. Mm. Every duck comes to me eventually. And remember, remember to have, to have a, a probably, probably bad, bad day. day.